What's up, everybody? It's Chad again. We're back with another episode of Ask Chad Grassy Logic. Today, I'm with my homie, Cozy Boy, Cozy Boy Rolling here. Um, thank you for joining me today. Anytime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad that you're here. Um, I asked Cozy Boy, Cozy Boy pretty much told, asked me to be on the show, and I was like, hell yeah, let's do this. Um, you know, I really wanted, been wanting to have more rollers on and everything, and I told you, know, Robin Jet and those guys, you know, or Robin yeah. uh, uh, Dabro. That I wanted them on too eventually. So, you know, next season I'll probably be able to get them on. But I appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, it's been great. And we've been really busy. So it's great oh, that we've been able great. to get this around yeah. our schedule, dude. It's been crazy. We need to get to it. So. Yeah, 100%. So thank you for uh, joining me on this episode 37, Hash Holio. Um, we're just going to be talking about hash holes and stuff, you know, and um, other roles and everything. So we'll just jump right into it. So, Cozy Boy, tell us a little, about, a little bit about who you are, you know, um, where you come from, what you do in the industry, and, you know, why did you choose cannabis? So essentially, I am a city boy from El Paso. I moved here about seven years ago and I've always loved cannabis ever since I was young, you know, mm -hmm. um, since the first time I tried it when I was 14. But it wasn't until like two, three years ago that I actually really started getting more serious about my rolling. And I've always wanted to be in the industry. And at first, funny enough, I wanted to be an influencer. Um, I just never really felt comfortable in front of a camera and yeah. being around other people. Like, <laughs> yeah, funny enough now. <laughs> um, now look at you. <laughs> I guess it, it's more along the lines of like me myself recording myself, you know, and yeah. like judging myself a little bit and like knowing that like each take has to be a certain way for like, let's say I'm representing a company or something, you know, mm -hmm. so I feel like the route that I kind of ended up through and it's funny enough, I got my dream job basically at the start of my cannabis career yeah so it it was kind of nice to be able to just be more authentic and like be myself instead of actually try to like be a persona on the internet so yeah um definitely grateful for the opportunity you know definitely blessed and humbled knowing that anybody could do it better than me if they yeah. really wanted to so um and there are other people who do it better than me so no there's a bunch of good rollers out there oh yeah you dude, know it's crazy i mean like the joint sicarios or some you know mm -hmm. there's other the people who influence me yeah. you know and um shout out to anybody that i've influenced you know that's cool <laughs> <laughs> it's really cool because i mean yeah I never thought I would have that reach, you know. Yeah. So it's interesting to see the the kind of reach that we have with certain influences, you yeah, know, yeah, and definitely. stuff like that. I see it in the advocacy world sometimes. I'm like, oh, well, no one tells me anything other than this, you know. Yeah, like how we were saying yesterday, like if it wasn't for like people like you, you know, we wouldn't have the legalization of cannabis, you know, and yeah. at least in our state, you know. So mm -hmm. yeah, appreciate so it. Shout out to you. Yeah, I appreciate <laughs> that, man. Yeah, there, there was a lot of people that came before me too that helped, and you know, shout out to them. But yeah, it was a long fight, no, you know, yeah, years. <laughs> I mean, I fought my legal battles as well through it, so I can't say that I did it not get in trouble for it. But you know, mm -hmm. I definitely am blessed to be in the position. Yeah, yeah. a lot of us are, you know. Yeah, hundred percent. Like we're all fortunate enough to be in the industry we are in now. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I always say this: the industry and the laws we have now are not perfect. Yeah, um, but. I think we're on the right track here in New Mexico. Yeah, you know, yeah. like we've we've taken a different route than other states, and that's something that I preach and I tell people all the time. I was like, you can't take what California does and try to apply it to New Mexico. No, definitely. You know? I mean, we could be influenced. That's definitely a, 100%. a thing, you know. And you see it around in a lot of the products that are actually mm -hmm. in the dispensaries nowadays, whether yeah. it go, comes down to packaging or the actual product itself. You mm -hmm. know, like Cashwells originated from California, so. Yeah. I just implemented what I saw on the internet a couple of years ago and just did it myself, you know, and yeah. I didn't have anybody teach me. I just kind of 
figured it out. You know, I messed up a lot, spent a lot of money, man. I don't know what broke doing this, but yeah. to be able to be where I'm at and to be able to just like say that my day job is this, you know, and like all my passion projects and everything on the side is this, like, mm -hmm. it's just like, damn, that's crazy. Yeah, you know, like you don't think about it because, you know, that rolling is something that some people feel is so mundane that, you know, why would you pay someone to do it? But, you know, when you look at the, you know, the roles that, you know, you guys make or produce, like, I rolled a hash hole myself and it's not the easiest thing in the world at first, you know, like I've done it, you don't get me wrong, and it worked, you know, I was actually surprised myself. Um, but, you know, it's not something that just anybody who's rolling or even a beginner roller, you, yeah, know, should, no. you know, could be able to do right away. And I mean, I encourage everybody to continue practicing, you know, like that is one thing that I won't do is gatekeep. I mm -hmm. mean, I won't personally give out my personal techniques that work for me because what works for me is not going to work for you, you know, but I could at least give you a general breakdown of how things work and... I've been able to actually implement that at my work at Headspace um, and create a team basically from scratch and yeah. teach my preppers and the rollers and essentially how things should be, you know, yeah. and uh, they all have their own technique. They all do a great job, you know, we're able to produce enough hashles to supply 200 plus dispensaries in the state. So we are... Definitely putting in a lot of work, a lot of yeah. big collabs in the work right now. Um, I could kind of talk about it now because it got announced, but we have a grower circle collab coming up. Cool. And uh, so, yeah, it's just like little things like that, you know, that companies that I've always wanted to like work with or work around with. And then, you know, because I enjoy their cannabis and stuff mm -hmm. like that, it's it's definitely awesome to finally be into fruition, you know. And, yeah. I mean, not just with Headspace, you know, like with us as well. We have some really big things we can't really talk about right now. But. <laughs> uh, definitely keep an eye out for that as well. You know, we are definitely working really hard. And it's a pleasure to be able to work alongside people like you and, you know, the twins and yeah. the whole team. And it's just a whole, Shout out Chris a whole passion team, you know, yeah. like. And then to be able to work with a legacy brand at that, you know, yeah. somebody who originated from you know the traditional market and mm -hmm. now is white market yeah um a wreck uh it's it's a beautiful thing to see you know because mm -hmm. they took the chance on me and now to be able to come full circle and like do this together legally you know like it's awesome yeah 100 so, you know like um that's what's great is it takes this underground aspect and brings it to light oh you yeah know? and that was like the biggest thing about the team you know it was like everybody wanted it but it was like a club you know mm -hmm. like if you knew you knew and if you yeah. didn't do all good luck yeah know? yeah but, it's like i don't know what to tell you <laughs> but like now for it to be so widely available you know we're in several different dispensaries here in town you know in sunland mm -hmm. and then now albuquerque you know yeah. it's definitely like crazy to see people like out there and like all around being able to post us the yeah. way that we're able to post it yeah. at the time you know yeah. and people be like well where'd you get that and yeah now it's like oh go to top crop or, yeah you know so it's like a beautiful thing to see for sure no it is 100 percent, you know and it's, it's coming like full circle you know and then yeah. like we're just seeing this market kind of mature and we're starting to see new mexico become its own industry. Yeah. You know, no, like we're definitely. getting our own niche in it and everything. And I love that. I mean, we, we caught enough attention enough to do cookies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, Bloom's been around for a while, you know, mm -hmm. companies like that, that have originated from a bigger state where this is more widely available, you mm -hmm. know? And so it's really cool to see that, you know? And I mean, I may not be the biggest fan of cookies, but to see that in my state is actually kind of cool, no. you know? Cause 
They didn't have to come to us. No, <laughs> so. no, they didn't. You know, and that tells us that we're doing something right. If a you know big company comes mm. here like that, yeah, you know, because you know a lot of people are excited for cookies. I've never had it myself, so I can't really have. I, I guess I could have an opinion, but it wouldn't be that accurate. <laughs> uh, yeah, <definitely>. yeah. <laughs> we definitely don't want to be super biased, but I mean. You know, the people that we hang out with and the culture on its own has its own opinion of cookies. And yeah. Sometimes you either follow or you do, and maybe you've had other pro products, like I personally don't like vibes. Yeah. You know, um, but that's just me. Yeah, you know? 100%. So. And that's, you know, what you prefer, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with that at all. You know, yeah. if someone rolls a vibe, I'll, I'll probably still smoke it with them. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll hit it once or twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My groan, but, you know, I'll hit it. <laughs> so before we move on, or, you know, or start talking about more things, what did you do before you were in the cannabis industry? So... I mean, my work history ranges anywhere from working at Walmart as a cashier to my last official, I guess, like, non-cannabis job being a meat cutter, oh, actually, okay. for a Toucan Market in town. Toucan, everyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone Shout knows Toucan. toucan yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was there for three years, actually. Nice. I was able to learn a trade. I was, a, like I mentioned, I was, like, basically a meat cutter, cutting steaks and breaking down meat and uh it was actually kind of fun not gonna yeah. lie i mean <laughs> i worked really early and i basically had the afternoon off That's but cool. um there was that and then I work at queen bees as well so mm -hmm. that was kind of like my introduction into the cannabis world really because yeah. um through whoever she knew, people started meeting me, and it's funny enough that that's actually where I met the boys, you know, and Christmas yeah. Craft and everything. So. Nice. So it kind of just all yeah. continued on, yeah. Yeah. So, almost like it was supposed to be. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, it's dope. Yeah, and that's cool. I wanted to ask you that because, you know, we all come from different backgrounds, you know, like yeah. I, I was in the military years ago, and then yeah, I got out, course. and, you know, I found the cannabis thing and started fighting for that. Um, along the way, you know, I was a manager at the Aggie Tech shop here in town. Mm -hmm. And of course, I worked for Apple for a little bit, yeah. you know, briefly, you know, so, you know, I've, I've contracted, you know, for the military in between that, too. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's just it's interesting to see where people came from. I mean, even, you know, um, Trey from Queen Bee, she has an interesting background, no, too. Yeah, she has a, literally a scientist at yeah, one point. <laughs> like, you know, she, she has that degree. And it's so crazy. Yeah. I mean, I used to go to school, too. You know, mm -hmm. I went to Utah to try to become a teacher and everything. But Oh, cool um it didn't really last very long just because i mean for one legal trouble but school was just never for me you know yeah. what i mean I, not for everybody yeah and salute to anybody that dedicates that time dude because honestly i cannot <laughs> especially <laughs> for like phds and stuff like that like salute to y'all for doing that because remember not everybody has to be something you know like yeah. everybody can just do something normal and be perfectly fine with that you yeah know? you know like some people so, are fine with just you know working at walmart others are fine with you know doing a nine to five in an office yeah you know? or being doctors or dentists yeah. plumbers whatever you yeah. know what i mean so it's kind of cool to see people still at least have a drive for like traditional work like that you know no 100 percent. So, like you know i still have buddies that are still in the military you know yeah. they got like four or five years to like in retire yeah so, like you know? i have family that's still in the military my yeah. uncle still has been serving for like 15 plus years yeah so. good for him a couple more years to retire yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> like, i think i'm gonna do two more two more terms and then i'm done so yeah, good for him yeah no yeah. i mean and then my cousin too he's about to get out in the next couple of years so he's finishing his contract out so yeah and these are all guys that you know could possibly be in the industry one day you know that's one yeah. thing that i really want to focus on in the future is you know the veterans that are getting out 
you know, a lot of us find a niche in the cannabis world. You know, like some of us are like, oh, I can actually grow weed really well. Yeah, you know, or I, actually, I can roll weed really well. Yeah, I can roll, right? Or I'm a pretty good damn extractor. You know, like, holy oh, shit, I'm making even, good hash. Even just down to your bud tenders, man. You mm -hmm. know, like people who are knowledge and are passionate about not just what they do, but like the plan, the medicine side of things, you know, like mm -hmm. it's just another passion that you just add on to. Yeah, so 100%. It, it's... I mean, we all have our own reasons for consumption, you know, but at the end of the day, like, maybe it might, it might help with this and it might help with that, but your main reason isn't just that, you yeah, know, so 100%. it's cool to see people regularly consume and say, yeah, I don't smoke because of this and that, but it does help with my anxiety and it does help with this and this and that, you know, so mm -hmm. it's still a medical benefit that I love to see and see people turn to you know people who have never actually consumed or had one bad experience and just never touched it again you know so mm -hmm. it's cool to see i guess nowadays too like products that are able to cater to that yeah so 100 you know there's a little bit of almost every something for everybody you Definitely. know, like there's crazy, even have suppositories. Yeah. You know, like, a little hard to find. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, <laughs> I haven't seen them everywhere, but they're I'm out like, there. <laughs> I mean, you can get anything from lube to popcorn yeah. nowadays, you know? Yeah, so 100%. It's like, that's and, crazy. And the lube thing I actually talked about in like my very first episode. You know, I had uh, one of the girls from Gringo come in, and, you know, oh, okay. that's one of the things they offered was, you know, lube. Yeah. And I was like, that's cool. Let's talk about it, you know? Well, like, I mean, yeah. And it's, uh, it could be a benefit for some people, you know yeah. what I mean? There's topicals for people who don't want to get high but want to have the medicinal part of it. There's obviously for us concentrates, flour, edibles, mm. you know, to goes, you got your pens, you yeah. know. Like, you got the you know the proxies and you have the yeah, puff codes. You know, I you carry know. my puff code everywhere I go. Yeah, I know <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. So um, where are you currently working now, or are you just having a bunch of different stuff going on like myself? I have a bunch of different stuff going on, but the most consistent thing I do have going on right now is the Headspace stuff. Mm -hmm. um, basically, leading the team and making sure everything is up to like par, you know. Um, as well, as we mentioned before, working with Chris Craft. Mm -hmm. uh, can't really talk about it too much, but there are some big things going on there. When we can announce it, we will. Yeah, <laughs> we, we probably won't talk about it on the podcast anytime soon, but just keep an eye on Instagram for that. And if you see us, maybe talk about it. But even then, we still probably won't talk a lot about it. <laughs> um, but, you know, yeah, I mean, just some really big things with the boys and you, you know. So I also have Queen Bees going on. And I actually do all of this through my own company, which is Cozy Boy Rolling. Um, so I provide a bunch of different types of services. I obviously provide batches, um, so which really isn't at the moment, but full-time work, like I do at Headspace, consulting, mm -hmm. everything in between, you know. Just, so people can hire for your services and make it hash rolls. Yes. Oh, that's cool. That's uh, cool. Not just hash rolls. I mean, I do regular roles at this mm -hmm. point. I'm actually working on a creative role. Oh, um, cool. I got inspired by the homies, uh, Dabro and, uh, Jet Jet to, mm -hmm. uh, come up with something, you know, because I also am known for just hash rolls, but I want to be able to do it all, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's just a little bit of everything, you know, just trying to make sure that I stay busy, stay basically everywhere but my house nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how I feel, my poor dog. <laughs> uh, I got two cats, so at least they could take care of themselves. But True, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I feel, I'm the same way, you know, all over the place and everything. But yeah, so let's talk about hash holes. Yeah. You know, like, um, because you know, it's a newer product in New Mexico, well, newer product in New Mexico. You know, it came from California. And I've kind of seen it kind of coming up the last couple of years, especially the last year. Um, can you tell us what a hash hole is for so, the people who don't know? It's just a ratio of flour and concentrate. Um, specifically, when it's called a hash hole, you're using hash rosin um set in the middle you're basically just rolling that up so it gives more of like a donut effect you know you got your giant hole in the middle and if you take a camera and your flashlight to it you could actually see the melt shot is what we call it mm -hmm. but it's basically all the hash rosin puddling up right where it sits at the end of the flower where you set it mm -hmm. and i mean it makes for great videos everybody loves them yeah. you know everybody yeah. freaks out over them when they see it but basically, in my opinion, like hash holes, not to say they're just a connoisseur thing, but if you like flavor, that's kind of the way to go, you know, just because mm. um, you're pairing two different things um, and mashing them together and just basically making something brand new. Because there'll be times where the flour takes over the rosin, the rosin will take over the flour, mm. or they just balance perfectly. Yeah, and they combine flavors, mm. you know, that, that's so, what's been interesting is seeing the flavor combinations that, you know, are, we're coming up with, not just on the grow side, but what we can combine, you know, yeah, extra Yeah, no, definitely, because, yeah. I mean, it's crazy to see, like, your favorite flower get pressed and everything, but it's really awesome when you see your favorite concentrate get thrown in your joint, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, that's true, yeah. yeah you know, and, but... and sometimes, you know, some people might say, oh, my God, this is my favorite flower from my favorite producer and my favorite hash rosin from my favorite extract, guys. You know, and they're putting it in the joint together, like, holy yeah. crap. You know, some people might get excited for that. And I kind of see it more or less like, for some people, it might not be an everyday thing. might be more niche, like, oh, my friend's having a birthday party. Yeah, yeah, you no, know? definitely. And actually, that's the whole reason I'm in this whole, um, you know, industry. It's, it's not for the money. It's really just to be able to provide an experience for people because, I mean... There's been moments myself, especially as of recently, where I'll be smoking and I'll be looking at my joy and I'm like, damn, like I did a really good job on this. Yeah. And I just like think to myself, like, I wonder how many other people are actually thinking like, damn, this joint was rolled perfect. Like it hit amazing, you know, like it's just providing that experience. Or like how you're saying, like it may not be an everyday thing. So let's say you go to the dispensary and I know they're sometimes a little pricey, you know, uh, price ranges could vary anywhere from 60 to 100 bucks, depending on sizes. So let's say you're spending that hard-earned money to go get a hash hole and then you come back home and then you save it for something special. Wouldn't you be upset if it didn't smoke right or they didn't? Yeah, yeah, you know, so like for me, it's being precise and tedious and making sure that each one would be the same one that I'm going to smoke. Mm -hmm. So that's the way that I really approach all of them. It doesn't matter uh, whether I do Headspace or anything that I've done on the side before, you know, or all my previous collabs. Um, it's always taken care of with very much precise love, you know, because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, like, if you're not passionate about what you're doing, why are you doing it, you know? Yeah. So, and to be able to call this a day job is, like I mentioned, a blessing, so... I just want to be able to provide that experience for everybody else because I get asked all the time, where can I get that? Where can I get that? So yeah. to nice. be able to send somebody that way and then to be able to pick something up and say like, oh, my friend did this or I know the person that did that. And yeah, then, he told me to come here and get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah you yeah. know, or like them, like how we're saying, taking it with friends and saving it and 
enjoying that experience and they're like yeah like i bought this like another person who did this like mm -hmm. i've been saving it and blah 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 you know like that that honestly is like an honor dude yeah. you know because yeah. not a lot of people could say that so i'm just really trying to bring awareness to it as much as i can just because people do smoke them wrong you yeah. know and uh that is also a big factor in what goes well, in. What's the proper way of smoking? Because, you know, you've gotten on me a couple times. So. <laughs> so basically, the way, you, just down to the way you light it, you know, you want to make sure that when you're lighting it, you have a pretty good cherry going on. And instead of, you know, taking it up to your lips and just putting the lighter to it, because you can't actually get the taste of butane through. A lot of people don't really focus on that, but your papers and mm -hmm. filters and just down to the way you light it, does affect the taste mm. so when you're lighting it you want to get a good cherry going you puff on it light it puff on it light it until you get a nice even burn once you get a nice even burn going you kind of wait 30 seconds in between hits mm -hmm. let the ash build up and you draw for anywhere from three to five seconds light draws you know mm -hmm. Because if you're hitting it, I, I don't mean to say it like this, when you're hitting it like a Neanderthal, there's no reason for you. Like, it's going to get back to you. Yeah. Like, hit it slowly, you yeah. know, enjoy it, taste it, yeah. you know. So you're basically just letting your flower reach to your concentrate at a pace where the flame isn't going to basically make it infuse. Okay. So once you hit the hash, you basically knock off the ash and then you can see the bubble and everything, you know, but if you've been hitting it really hard, you could actually see it through the paper just infuse out. Oh, uh, so, okay. So they'll just bleed out into everything. It's kind yeah. of like when they infuse it, you know, into yeah, the joint. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. and if you don't properly infuse things, you get runs. Got it. You know, so that's where a lot of people have a lot of issues and that's where, uh, I mean, people call me a lot of things you know for stopping them and saying like hey don't hit my joint too hard or something yeah. and but it's just because i mean i spend a lot of money you know mm -hmm. like this this costs a lot of money not just to make but to consume you know like i mm -hmm. mentioned some of them range for anywhere from 60 to 100 bucks so yeah. you wouldn't want to spend that amount of money just for you to use your error you know yeah, so 100 percent. because i mean the hash hash rosin if you guys don't know is you know quite expensive these days you know it's one of the more higher tier items you could buy at the dispensary um i enjoy it myself i've become more of a hash head more and more um but you put it into a joint and how much do you usually put um of a hash hole inside of one of these it all just depends um my go-to ratios are usually like a gram and a third and a third of a gram mm -hmm. of rosin just yeah. to, I, I like to call it the nice personal smoke if mm -hmm. i have a couple friends around i could still pass it yeah the, i still get the effect everybody still gets to taste everything you know mm -hmm. so it's a nice nice decent ratio you know but yeah. people go anywhere from a gram and a half to a half gram of rosin or two grams of flour to Half gram of rosin. I've even seen anything from an eighth of flour, so 3.5 <laughs> to a gram of rosin, you know? Yeah. But those are the ones that are like $100 plus. So mm -hmm. it all just depends on what you're looking to spend on that day. And I mean, I know anybody could roll the joint and do it, you know? But let me give you a pair of gloves and stuff. And yeah. Watch you fumble it around a little bit. But that's, that's why it's a niche market, you know? Like, Especially nowadays, you know, you have a lot of entry-level smokers that 
mm-hmm. don't know how to roll a joint or don't know how to use a roller or something, you know? So you kind of have people like me or people who make pre-rolls and stuff like that that basically provide that service for you, you yeah. know? So it's a more convenient option. So if you've always wanted to experience one, but you can't roll, like there's people like me who make it for you, you know? And yeah. I'm more than happy to work with a lot of people, you know? So... I've heard a lot of people, wow, our, our thing just fell. <laughs> the green screen just fell. Um, that was random. It's a spooky month, so weird things happen sometimes. This is, <laughs> here, let me pull this over. There you go, Gino. Oh, that's why. There we go. Flip her over. Oh, and that one's gone. Oh, no, now we just don't have a background. And now we're having technical difficulties. <laughs> oh, man. Go ahead. Well, you're gonna be able to get edit today, Gino. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to practice those editing skills. Yeah, because this is a uh, one of those things where it's like, ooh. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. Cool. Can you get? Are you tall enough to get that one? Oh, in the middle. Oops. Uh, where are you? No, it's the, it's the hole right there, so you get that. I don't see it. I think it fell off. So it felt one. Okay. Let me so see. Can, mm-hmm. we're get the edits oh, yeah, hope that. Yep, yep. Give me a favorite close to the blinds while we're right there. Okay. Cool. Uh, if you got a stapler, we can just staple it real quick. <laughs> Where did that other one go? And that uh, stool over there. Yes. Good. Thank you. Appreciate you, sir. Oh. There should have been one right there. That's weird. Yeah, I see the crease. I think I see the hole where it was. Uh, let me look around. It must have fallen. <laughs> that's the first time that's happened. That's crazy. Out of like almost 40 episodes. It's not like uh, going to close. Well, Let me go grab another one. I'll be right back. Oh, we got it. You got it? We should be good right now. All right, let me go see. Green screen fell. Do you have a tack? A thumbtack up here? Swear <laughs> <laughs> Midway through the podcast. Ah, okay. That makes sense. Gino's gonna practice his editing skills today. (laughs) I uh, I saw it falling on this side, but I didn't really think anything of it, and then I was like, "Oh, there it goes." All right, here we go. There you go, sir. Here's some extras. You can put it in your bag. Here you go. You got one of those extra ones? Uh, let me grab it. Right there. Can you get it in? Uh-huh. If it's right on the edge.
right, cool. We're good. All right, we're good. So, um, what were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, <laughs> okay. Um, what you could do during the edit, um, yeah. just find a good spot where it looks to cut, and then we'll uh, we'll go from there. Because we're actually almost done with this whole conversation here. Okay. Um, you're, you're just finishing up, um, just talking about something. So it was about um, the quality and everything. We're talking about smoking with friends and shit like that. Yeah, so yeah. we could just kind of finish up that conversation, then we'll finish the last question, then we'll move on. Yeah. Cool. Sure. All right. Cool. Um, just give me the three, two, one. All right. All right. So you were talking about, you know, people wanting to bring these to events and stuff like that, you know, hanging out with friends, um, you know, kind of like, I kind of feel it was more of a social thing. Yeah. You know, every time I've smoked a hash oil, it's been in a social environment. Yeah. You know, I've never smoked one by myself. That, and I kind of feel that'd be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot, of, a lot of smoke there. Um, but yeah, I feel it's more of a social thing. So like, you know, I can see a lot of people taking these to parties, you know, taking it to sessions, and hopefully one day we can get the laws changed to where we have big social events and stuff like that where we have sessions and you know you'll see these all over the place no most definitely i mean uh, i did work with headspace on creating a, a smaller version which in my opinion is a little bit more cost effective in the sense of not everybody could afford a hash hole yeah you know no, at least one every time they want one you know so why not make a hashito yeah there you go and hashito i like make, that <laughs> make several different ones and yeah. you just multi-pack them you know yeah. so i was I like able that. to help headspace basically bring that product to life yeah. you know and uh played with ratios and you know everything came out the way that i would have envisioned it you yeah. know to some extent so uh it was cool to see something like that come out in the market where if you know your everyday smoke is not as consistent and you want to maybe try one of these, but you don't want to buy one every so often. Mm -hmm. Or like you say, maybe they're too big that you can't smoke them by yourself. Yeah. Like this is a really great alternative. Yeah. Cause not know? everybody has friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, or not everybody's <laughs> <that> social. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. Those out there are no friends. So, you know, it's great. It, it's cool. It's, it's a product that I kind of feel is a little more social. And, you know, if you do the hashito, you know, it becomes a little more affordable and it becomes a little more personal, yeah, you know, like, definitely. you know, a little personal one. And, you know, I love hash holes, you know, they, they do bring different flavors together. They allow you to, you know, taste one. And then a little bit later, you're like, whoa, it tasted, it changed again because, you know, these are really focused on flavors, yeah, you know, definitely. higher quality cannabis flower and higher quality hash rosin usually go into these. It's not like, you know, just your regular outdoor stuff that, you know, normally go into pre-rolls. Um, so this isn't like your regular pre-rolls that you guys run into yeah. um, on the market, right? I mean, definitely we try to use uh, the best of the best. Like I mentioned, we have that Grower Circle collab. There's like several other different ones that we've been working on and worked with, you know, like with Lucky Cultivation mm -hmm. and stuff like that. I got some fire. So yeah, no, yeah, they're so really great growers. Um, so... It just all kind of comes down to that, you know, and what's available, mm -hmm. because not everything's great, not everything smokes amazing, and I hate to say that, and I heard a lot of feelings with that, you know, but yeah, yeah. at the same time, <clears throat> my palate isn't the same as yours, and I don't mind spending that extra little bit of money on something that I know I'm going to like, yeah. so... 
definitely, you know, like, I, I mean, my personal hash rolls are wild, you know, I put some crazy combinations in them, but I've had them. <laughs> yeah. um, it's just whatever I have to work with that I know that I could pair properly and actually make good combinations from, I don't like to double up on flavor whenever it's available, just because I feel like that kind of defeats the purpose of actually a hash roll, you know, because mm -hmm. you want two different things and yeah. you're putting two different things together. Why not get two different flavors? Why do you want to put the same thing on top of the same thing? You know, yeah. Yeah, vanilla and vanilla. Let's get yeah, vanilla and strawberry. Definitely. Yeah. It's just like, oh, well, you got regular vanilla ice cream and you just got soft serve. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, right. Like, yeah. You just, it's the same kind of taste. The only thing that's different is the soft serve. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, just the consistency. Yeah, yeah. So I just, for me, you know, like a lot of people ask me where they could get combos that I make and stuff like that. And I recommend people to my favorite ones, you know, because mm. I can't not be in this job and not know what it tastes like. So. Yeah, 100%. You know, a lot of R&D yeah. goes into this. Oh. <laughs> so much R&D goes into this. And a lot of people <laughs> think like, oh, well, you just smoke weed all day and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, yeah, I smoke some bad weed 70% of the time, you know, yeah. so... It's not all fun rainbows, you know. It's sometimes a lot of headaches and <laughs> yeah, headaches brought on by the bad weed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I hurt a lot of feelings. I don't. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. I'm also not gonna be very mean about it either, you know. Mm -hmm. But I do give my honest opinion, you know. But that's where the person who's working on this grow is. It's up to them really how they take it, because you could either take what I say into consideration and become a better grower. Or you could stay where you're at and continue to keep pushing your mids. And yeah. that's completely fine. There's a market for it, but I'm just not going to buy it. Yeah, I'm, you're not you know, in that market. Yeah, yeah, you know, like when I walk into the dispensary, I only have like four or five, four brands that I typically will spend my hard-earned money at, you mm. know. And that's like Alto, Green Fuego, mm. uh, Us, you know, Chris's Crafts. Um, Grower Circle and Sandia slash uh, Oleo. Mm -hmm. So those, that's what I really spend my hard-earned money on, you know, because I know that those are quality products and I enjoy their products. So. 100%. You yeah. know, it's just a testament out there to the people that are doing it to just do better, you know, keep working on it, keep, you know, making your product better and better. Every grow, you should strive to make that grow better. No, Even if you are one of the best growers in the state, you and know, it, it should that, be strived. It doesn't just go down to growers you know like rollers you know it mm -hmm. goes down to hash makers you know down to people who make distillate like if you feel like your product isn't that great and you can you know you could do better like do better you know and 100%. that's no like hate or me trying to discourage you or discredit you for your work mm -hmm. but if you know that you have that potential why don't you do it you yeah. know and i've even had growers tell me you know that you know, either cuss me out or tell me, like, I appreciate you for being yeah. honest, you know, because everybody just says that they love it. And for yeah. somebody to say that they don't, like, that takes a lot, you know, mm -hmm. like, I'm pretty sure it's hard to tell your mom that her cooking isn't amazing, you know, so, yeah. <laughs> so or your wife or something. But if you're honest, they can get better. Yeah, so. 100%, you know, like, okay, well, let's don't be an asshole about things, you no, know, like yeah, being but, honest and being an asshole are two different things. Yeah, no, yeah. most definitely. And that's where I feel like some people either take it personal or, you know, because it's all perception. Mm -hmm. I'm not always going to be the good guy. So yeah. I know where my role is sometimes, you know, so yeah. if I got to be the bad guy and if you're going to be like 
offended by it, then I'm going to tell you, I'm like, well, I'm sorry that your weed is boo-boo, but like, what do you want me to do? Yeah, like, there's nothing I can do about it. I just I'm, don't like it. I'm just telling you, like, get better. And if you take offense to that, then stay where you're at. Yeah. I mean, because there's certain people that will take offense. I mean, there's people in the state, you know, like uh, Cruz from Stonehead who do reviews. And sometimes, yeah. you know, some of those people aren't very happy. But they should at least take that and be like, okay, a consumer didn't like this. What did we do wrong? No, you yeah, know, it's it, definitely. Consumers aren't required to like your product. No, it's you know? definitely, and that's one thing that I tell people all the time. If my joint doesn't smoke right, tell me. Yeah. So that way I could do something about it. You yeah, know? you know, like maybe I did something wrong, you know? Yeah, maybe my tech was different, or maybe I just wasn't paying attention while I was rolling that joint or something, mm -hmm. you know? But I want to get better. Yeah. I want to be able to take that critique and be able to apply it to my rolling and know that I can get better, you know? Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, whether it be a 100 or a 1,000 hash holes, every specific one is technically different you know not all of them are the same even though they look the same not all of them are the same you know so i want to be able to at least bring it down to where i mean i do have my numbers like this but for every 10 joints maybe one of them runs a little bit or something yeah. you know yeah. and we're going to have those issues yeah that's fine but yeah, that's in any manufacturing environment you're going to have def defects yeah. yeah i mean you have disposables sometimes that just don't work yeah. you know and that's not our, the manufacturer's fault you know and to some extent it really isn't the person who sold you the hardware you know because one of them just didn't want to work you yeah know? you know something in there just didn't stick didn't connect whatever yeah, you know it so, happens all of the time yeah i mean even just down to food, you know, we get weird looking Cheetos sometimes. Yeah, you know, true. Like, <laughs> defects everywhere. Yeah, you know, like so. There's there's defects everywhere. It's just all about learning how to get through them. You know, because yeah. if you drown yourself in that sorrow, you're not gonna you're not gonna go anywhere. Yeah, hundred so. percent. Yeah, and you know that I'm glad that we had this conversation and everything, and you know, get the people to know hash holes. You know, if you've seen it on the shelves. Now you know what they are. Now you know you know one of the people who actually make them and roll them. <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad you're able to come in and talk about this because this is something that is popping up more and more in New Mexico's market. No, but know? definitely. And I feel just like the pre-roll market in general is very, very big, you know. Mm -hmm. So why not try to capitalize to some form or extent on my, I guess you want to call my tally, you know. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, just be able to provide something that everybody can't do, you mm -hmm. know, because, I mean... Everybody has the issue where you go by a pre well, not everybody, but you know, a good portion of the time you go by a pre roll and it doesn't hit right. No, somebody overpacked it, or, or it's like flimsy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so like, at least in this environment, I can guarantee that it's gonna smoke. Yeah, you 100%. know, because I rolled it and I know how I rolled it. And even though you could say, oh, well, he he's just being cocky. It's like, no, I've done this long enough to where it's like. I've messed up joints, I've figured it out, I've sat there and rolled really expensive joints and they didn't smoke. Yeah, and you that's know? heartbreaking. <laughs> no, it is, especially when you're like in a group setting, you know, like and you're trying to show off to your friends and it just doesn't smoke right and you're just sitting there like, <laughs> I mean, it, it's just about like, you notice little things as you go, you know, mm -hmm. like, the running issue has to do with people not packing right, you know, or not packing evenly. Yeah. So it's just little things, you know. So you you could always there's always room for improvement. Hundred percent. I am my biggest critic. So yeah.
Uh, yeah, 100%. We all are, and you should be. Um, well, before we move on to the next conversation, where can pe people find you online? So I mostly interact through Instagram. Um, my rolling page is just Cozy Boy Rolling. My personal page is Cozy Boy G. Um, that's mostly where you could find me. If you want to inquire about any rolling services, it'd be through Cozy Boy Rolling. Right? Cozy Boy Rolling, yeah. cool. Yeah, so if you guys want to hire him, you know, he, he's up for hire <laughs> for some projects on the side, of course. Um, so yeah, hit him up and everything. And where can people find most of the hash holes that you've rolled? So like I mentioned, we're in over like 200 different dispensaries through Headspace. Um, anywhere from Top Crop to your local dispensary, you know. Um, nice soon different other little spots that we're working on getting into but they're very widely available um a lot of different dispensaries price them at different places so one spot you might see them at 82 dollars another spot you might see them at 60 but it all just depends on them you know yeah. um it's out of your hands at that point yeah you yeah. know we've done exclusive drops with certain ones like cave city cannabis uh we did monster house recently for their lounge mm -hmm. opening okay so we did a couple of them for those for them um we are doing dreams and then i forgot who else but we've done a couple of collabs with specific dispensaries you know nice. so it's just a matter of who wants what you know. Yeah, and being at over 200 spots, you know, the chances are you most likely are going to run into it somewhere around the state. Yeah, yeah. just if, anywhere you can find Headspace product, um, you will definitely find my hashles. Cool. Um, so I do actually, like I mentioned, have a team that I roll with. So not to say that the chances of getting one of mine are slim because we all work together, you know, mm -hmm. and we all do a good amount of numbers. So uh you you'll see mine in there you'll see my co-workers in there so and they all do a great job cool awesome well i appreciate you joining me for the show today and you know really sharing all this hash hold knowledge and stuff like that because you know maybe someone will be you know motivated to start rolling hash holes you know off of this episode oh yeah so hopefully. i appreciate that hell yeah man well let's move on to the next um topic and everything because that was a really good topic we spent a lot of time on it but you know i love rolling and i love art so you know putting those two together yeah. you know there's just something i could talk about all day oh man <laughs> so you see that creative will come out trying to aim for the end of the month so let's see if i can get my stuff together for it. <laughs> <laughs> how busy i've been you know yeah. it's just crazy awesome well keep looking on it for that guys and uh, we'll move on to the next topic so our next topic is going to be talking about oversaturation. And I know this has been a topic, a hot topic actually in the state um, for months now. Um, if you guys don't know, we are oversaturated here in our market in New Mexico. Um, currently, we have about 113 uh, retail spots. And those are just retail dispensaries that sell cannabis. This doesn't have to talk about producers or any other that. Um, it's just retail. However, that number did drop from 141 to 113 you know, in the past couple of months. So we're seeing a downtick versus going up. Now, the reason why we're probably not seeing as much is because we still have spots that are opening. So it's doing this little wave yeah, thing like this, you know? Definitely. And I mean, another thing really is, is just location, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. uh, if you're not in a good spot in town, well, not to say like a bad spot, but like, you know, somewhere that doesn't get enough traffic, you're you're not going to do well. Yeah, business 101, you yeah. know, location, location, location. Definitely. You know? So, and the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because several news outlets around the state are kind of talking about this. They're, you know, bringing people in with their opinions. And to be honest, I feel like it's a one-sided argument. You know, they're only bringing people in that, you know, are 
not doing well or afraid or whatever. And I kind of wanted to, you know, let's break this down because it sounds a little bit weird. So let's dig into it a little bit. Yeah. And I, I really wanted to have a conversation about this. And, you know, someone that's in this industry as well. And that's why I love having my guests because you don't just get my opinion or, yeah. you know, what I believe. You get what someone else thinks and what their experiences Definitely. have been. Um, so for me and, and what my perspective and what I've noticed is in New Mexico, we're on a sped up timeline. You know, other states like Colorado, Washington, et cetera, when they went legal in 2013, 14, um, it took about three years for them to hit a bubble, you know, like to where we are right now. Yeah. And then it took about five years for them to be a stable market. We're running into that three-year mark after a year, <laughs> you know, like, so yeah. that's that's a quick timeline to be sped up on. Yeah, definitely. Just because, I mean, just like how you're saying, within the couple of years, uh, uh, Washington and Colorado did their rec market it did open a really big boom to a lot of dispensaries basically being around the corner but with that boom came a lot of down you know mm -hmm. because dispensaries started getting weeded out you mm -hmm. know who was doing good who was doing bad who was doing good business and bad business Just which the rules. currently is going on here in the state you yes. know so it it all just factors into a bunch of different things you know so if you look at it one way or another, it still is technically kind of a one-sided argument just because it really only focuses on the people who are falling. Yeah. You know, but for the people who are booming, it's awesome. You know, yeah. like, it's great. Like, it's fine. Know? This so, is great. I, I, I don't know. I do see, I mean, at least in town, you know, there being at least like a minimum of like 50 dispensaries uh, more towards the end of it. Just whoever sells good product and or actually has that backing. So. Yeah, 100%. And that's kind of how I felt too. There's a lot of things that go into this because we've seen some places shut down already. You oh, know? Yeah. We saw Seoul shut down. Yeah. And, you know, that was unfortunate. It was the first consumption lounge, you know, in the area and I think in, in the, the state. state. Yeah. Um, you know, when it comes to rec. Um, and that was sad to see because, you know, you're like, holy crap, you know, it's already being weeded out and one of the first people they got, you know, taken out that way. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of it is business decisions, um, how you're doing business with people, you know, like other businesses talk to each other, believe it or not, guys, you know, this is a competition, but we do communicate with each other. And if there is bad business practices going on, we one business know. is going to know, we're going to yeah. know. Um, and, you know, sometimes it's, they have solid concrete paperwork, you know, evidence to say like, you know, this is what happened. This is, you know, I'm showing you right here. So th that's another thing that's going on. And then the people who aren't, staying in compliance you know yeah, they're definitely. another big issue yeah um and i kind of feel that doesn't help with our oversaturation because we are oversaturated you know that's yeah, there's no argument against that you I know i mean we were just in albuquerque basically every corner was a dispensary yeah every, like three blocks mm -hmm. so it was like you know uh, here too you know solano is becoming the green mile yeah 100 percent. you know so, straight up green mile <laughs> yeah you got like three different dispensaries right around from where we're at right yeah now, you know so it's like well, including four now with Queen Bees, but, you know, it's it's people like her, you know, that I think are going to do really well in this industry just because not only is she a part of the culture, you know, but she is a person of quality. Yeah. So she knows what demand is where. Mm -hmm. So it, it's going to be awesome to see people like her thrive, you know, and not to say throw any shade towards any other dispensary, but... I just know if I want a specific product, I know where I'm going to go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like I mentioned, I only really spend my hard-earned money on four or five different like flower companies and yeah. stuff. So if I know that I can find it there and I, 
whatever price I can get it at, whether it be good or bad, you know, like I'm going to go there. Yeah. And, you know, that's one thing I see in a lot of dispensaries as of recently is like a lot of price drops. If you noticed, uh, people are sitting on a lot of product. It's not just the, I guess you could say retail saturation. It's also the actual production saturation. I mean, we're in Croptober right now. Yeah. So it's just a matter of time before pounds go for anywhere from 15 to 1,000 to 1,500, you know, depending on what it is, mm -hmm. to basically outdoor pounds going for like 500. Yeah, five to six, yeah. Yeah, so. That's like worst case scenario. <laughs> and people are gonna have to pick it up or sit on it, mm -hmm. so. 100%, because I mean, the, the the shitty thing about that is not all of that product will sell. Yeah, you know, definitely. like there is a there is a market for something that low, but it's not the majority market right now. You know, it's kind of split all over the place. We're figuring out our market still. No, yeah, and I mean it all kind of goes down to like how we we're saying area. You know, like maybe Solano might not sell the super expensive stuff because it's just not going to sell. Yeah. But maybe a Roadrunner or something, like they're selling out of $40 A's, $50 A's all the time, you yeah. know? So it all just depends on the general area that you're at and how much people are actually willing to spend on stuff. Because, I mean, even if you notice now, like, well, it's been a thing, but people sell shake all yeah. the time, yeah. you know? And whether it be top shelf or outdoor shake, you can get an ounce for anywhere from 50 bucks to 100, you know, yeah. just straight shake. And as our consumers start to get more educated in the state, I kind of feel that that will start to change too. Oh no, most yeah. definitely. And I mean, even just down to like products like hash rolls and, mm -hmm. you know, hash rosin on its own, it will and is actually starting to become more widely available and more relatively cheaper. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously you get what you pay for, yeah. And some companies, you know, put out stuff that isn't what I paid for, but yeah, yeah. Um, definitely, you know, there is a market for everybody to start somewhere, you know. Um, so it's just like I mentioned, it's all depending on how much people really want to spend, yeah. you know, because as like someone like me is willing to spend two hundred dollars on a two gram jar you know of some rosin and i know that it's going to be super fire like somebody's going to look at that and be like why would i ever do that yeah like when i can crazy. get a, yeah when i could get like a whole ounce of bho or i could get like two ounces of flour this and this and that you know what i mean it's a justification of not wanting to spend the money on that product you yeah. know so and it's not just in cannabis it's everywhere yeah so it's kind of like you know getting little caesars versus a local spot that you know the pizza may be a little more pricey but it's actually better quality or i mean we see it at walmart at the time why are you going to pick up the name brand when you can just get, get great value yeah you know, you know? the same so, thing essentially but yeah. you know some people to be honest, you know, I don't like great value soda versus regular soda because there yeah, is a difference. You, you know, can tell. You can like, tell the difference. I'm gonna want a Dr. Pepper over a Dr. Shasta. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hundred percent. You know, like it's there is a difference, even though you know it's the same thing. Yeah, you know, no, like, definitely. And I mean, I'm not knocking anybody for wanting to definitely spend whatever they can or on on a budget. You know, yeah. But it's just hey, let me introduce you to something new. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know Try that something. you might not be able to have this every day or consistently, so let me treat you real quick. Yeah. You and know? do you like, kind of feel like some of these retails that aren't making it, they're not being innovative enough like that? Like, you know, they're not keeping their consumers 
uh, informed on the new what's going on or maybe they just don't care? Definitely to some extent because, I mean, we teach our bud tenders to basically know about terpene profiles and whether things are sativa or indica, but mm -hmm. we don't actually, like, I guess and maybe not all, but um, teaching people how to experience new products, you know what I mean? Because... I mean, to a flower head, you're not really going to try to convince him to take dabs, you know yeah. what I mean? But if yeah. he's in the circle and he's tried it once or twice and says, eh, I don't want to try it right now, there's different options that you could give to that person to at least have a starting point, yeah. you know what I mean? So maybe not everybody's willing to buy a dab rig and a temp reader and this and this and that because it's expensive, but you're willing to buy a pen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe 100%. a $40 pen with a coil in it. You can start consuming concentrates that way, you yeah. know? You, you don't always have to buy, like, disposables or cartridges, you know? Because, I mean, to some extent, we don't really have a lot of, um, I guess, knowledge on them too much, you know? Just mm -hmm. because they are fairly new within the past five years yeah. or so. Um, but... I mean, concentrates have been around for a while, you know, and at this point, people have it down to a T, whether it be through solvent or solventless, you know, so yeah. whether you're a beginning dabber or an experienced dabber, there's something for everybody in that market, you know, so that's what's really nice, and I mean, let's say, like, how I do things, you know, hash rolls and stuff, there's also other sorts of infused pre-rolls, you know, so I just would really like to see more actual, like, concentrate infuse pre-rolls over to spray distillate and stuff like that just, just to sprinkle the keef yeah <laughs> you yeah. know or bubble hash or whatever it is that you're gonna throw on it i would just like to see something a little bit more cleaner you know yeah. and you can make the argument that distillate goes through a cleaning process several different times but at that point you know there's something called the entendre effect that our brain basically receives all the receptors that cannabis provides you know and receives them in a certain manner where it's kind of like a progressive thing you know yeah. so the more you consume the more you're gonna feel high and the more you're going to like uplift and feel that you know and where something like distillate is just a straight pack to your brains or like overloading your brain cells with just thc you know yeah, there's really so, nothing else in it yeah yeah you know yeah. so i mean in my opinion, like distillate is a nice like middle point. Like let's say you're already, you know, stony baloney and you kinda just wanna keep it going, you know, you kinda hit that a couple times. But as for like a full form of consumption, I think it's basically a waste. No. You know? And you know, this is something that, you know, these places are using as products as their go to. You yeah, know, like definitely. we're we're selling only distillate. We're we're only selling this. So, you know, when you have experts or people that come in who are connoisseurs, you know, People call them heady um, these days, you know, heady, the, the heady boys. Um, it, it changes perspective because it's like, well, I do have this and it is weed and it is high THC and it does sell, but you're missing another part of the market, yeah, you know, a whole really different part of the market because you're just staying on that one product, yeah. you know, and I've seen that a lot with a lot of these uh, retails. Because, you know, the oversaturation thing, <clears throat> it's starting to kind of fix itself. It's starting to level out. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. these news outlets, they are reporting that. I don't know if they're watching my show or if I'm not the only one who's saying yeah. this, but you know, we are starting to level out on our own and yeah. there's really no point for us to kind of like freak out right now. Like, Oh my God, but this is just the natural process of a new industry. Yeah, you know, there's I mean, a huge influx of people that want to get in it and then it starts to weed itself out. Even just down to product, you know what yeah. I mean? Like you, 
you see a lot of things that just aren't on the market anymore, you know, like, so it's definitely cool to see, you know, some people trial and error and realize their failure and make either better or worse choices, you know, so, I mean, the cannabis industry right now, at least in New Mexico, I don't know how, how it is in other markets, but it's like a wild west right now. Yeah. So. Everybody's trying to do something, whether it be, you know, your friend's in-laws that just so happen to have a lot of money and now they want to grow on it because they see how much is going on, but don't really know what the cost is for something like that, whether it be down to your retail, your production or your manufacturing, you know, so, and I mean, as somebody who's been in not just like the rec side of things but also in the traditional side of things i don't trust anybody who does not smoke yeah yeah <laughs> you, know, you know like somebody's I mean, owners it no, scares no. me you're right if yeah you, i mean <laughs> at least if you're a cannabis owner you yeah. know like if you are a cannabis like owner of a dispensary or production or something like that and you don't smoke and you don't actually like take the time to want to find the people who are passionate about creating an amazing product Mm -hmm. please stay out of it yeah because all you're doing is just grabbing a quick buck and it fails yeah you know very bad and we've already seen it in a lot of different companies you know whether they be local or outside or even just down to retailers there's just some retailers that because of their impression that they left they're just not doing good you know and I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but we had a retailer in town had issues with somebody, you know, yeah. because they posted an honest review. Yeah. So for them to go out of their way, especially on their like personal pages and on the business pages, like that looks super unprofessional. I don't want to shop with you. Yeah. I don't even want to do business. With and they're you. from out of state too, on top of that. Yeah. And you're in a state that doesn't like out of state entities. The and first I mean, place. that's not always the case because there are other companies, you know, like I, I We'll say the name, you know, like Matchbox, mm-hmm. you know, they're out of state, but their product is great and yeah. they're awesome people, you know, so there are instances where people from outside of state can be taken in by the community. No, 100%, but and, you do it right. Yeah, exactly. You gotta do it right. You know, and I, not to say it like that, but I am one of those products, you know, because mm. I'm not from here and yeah. New Mexico has taken me in so amazingly and has treated me right and I just want to give the same, you know, so... People who are coming in with a greedy intention don't last long. No, and that's what I mean about outsiders. You know, yeah. when we bring outsiders in, we notice what you guys are doing. Yeah. We, and we see it. And so if we don't like it, we're not going to fuck with you. Yeah, no, yeah. definitely. And I mean, it's not just like we're, we're not going to fuck with you. Like, we're going to let everybody know that we're yeah. not going to mess with you, you know, because at the end of it, like, like how we were talking about that influence earlier, you know, like people want to know what we're smoking on. People want to know what we buy and what we consume mm-hmm. and how it hits and how it tastes and stuff. And if you leave a bad taste in my mouth, I'm going to tell people. Yeah. And it's not because I'm th- trying to throw shade on you, but it's just my honest opinion. Yeah. And a lot of times I hold back from giving my full honest opinion, you know. So Sometimes we do. You know, we had that whole rubber hose thing, you know, a couple yeah. weeks ago from, you know, one of the renowned places. And, you know, that's something that stayed in my mouth. Even to right now with this conversation, I'm tasting it. And, you know, it's, it's almost offensive. And it's like, ah, oh. so I, mean, I get it. Even just down to, like, producers, you know, like, when they have mold issues and stuff like that. Like, watching something basically get, try to fix, you know, that could hurt somebody. Yeah. You know, like, that's really shady. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to associate myself with you at all. Yeah. 
And it's not just that, but I don't want to consume any of your products because now I know what's in there. Yeah. You know, now that I've seen it, holy crap, you know, and shout out to the people that allow us to go see their grows. Cause sometimes, you know, people don't want you to see their grows because they don't want you to see how bad it is. Yeah. They don't want you to see the mold, the mildew, the the bugs. And I mean, okay, let's say you do let me see all that bad stuff. It's the people that justify things. Yeah. Because it's yeah. like, dude, you should not let your plants get this bad. And I get some people have massive scale grows, you know what I mean? But yeah, that's you're gonna why have you to hire the right help. And if that's why I go back to my argument where if you're just a regular old collar, you know, like white suit and collar type that's coming into this industry to make a quick buck, like you're not going to make it yeah. because you're just trying to, oh, well, it basically grows itself. But it's like, no, there's yeah. so many different, even down to the trimmers, you know, everybody is important. Mm-hmm. Everybody plays a role there. And if you're not playing your role, you basically fuck it up for everybody. Yeah. So I see it as like justifying your issues with your grows with your manufacturing or even just down to your retail you know like you are not taking that initiative of wanting to become better yeah you know so i mean you can make the argument all you want but it's still mold it's still like a bad product or you know what i mean how we're saying the water hose terps it still tastes like water hose yeah so we can't what, are, what am I going to do? Yeah, like what do we do other than not going with these people? And these are the kind of people that, you know, should be out of the market. The ones that just refuse to do better. The yeah. ones that just don't care. You know, the issues like that, you know, uh, they have that million dollar vacuum. Yeah, you know, exactly. And that's what sucks is that they're going to do anything that they can to infiltrate the community yeah. and the culture yeah. and do whatever they can to succeed in it, you mm-hmm. know, so... The, that's just kind of what we're seeing with a lot of companies, you know, yeah. and I mean, you know, like Schwazi's one, you know, so. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, 100% because, you know, we have these big companies and it, sadly, some of these big companies are going to stick around for a long time. And they're probably going to be here, you know, once we're a mature market even. No, yeah, um, definitely. But the people see it. No, 100%. And, yeah. you know. Not everybody's going to mess with those people because we have some of what we call the dirty 30. You know, some of those guys were doing great, have all these sales. But if you look at their sales now, whew, you know, it's like going down. And I look at all of these people's sales, especially the ones that are calling for, you know, the licenses to be closed. I look at your sales and everyone that has said, I want licenses closed, their sales are shit. And like, I, I see it and we see it. So we know the reason why they're calling for it. It's not for competition. It's because they don't want to lose. And I get it but it's also, you have to do it right it's also like companies that have been here for a minute too mm-hmm. you know what i mean like that have been around since the medical days because i mean to some quote unquote their tradition well their legacy brands too you yeah know? the dirty 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so uh just seeing them basically like have to be strong-armed into not carrying just their product is good and bad yeah. you know because now it gives the consumer a new place to shop, you know, more sales there, et cetera, et cetera. But now you know that the people who basically put millions of dollars into the facilities and grows and this and this and that now have to basically outsource that. Yeah. And it's not going to be something that they're going to want to do, especially when that was making the millions of dollars before that, you know? So, I mean, I love to see other product and 
traditional dispensaries, you know, the ones that came from medical. But at the same time, I know that a lot of them, it's going to take some time for them. You know, there's already a couple that... um, forced to go that route you know and yeah, a bunch of scaling back yeah, yeah definitely and they've kind of just let other people take control of that aspect of that product you know and mm-hmm. so yeah i mean it, it's it's a great thing to see but it's also like i said a bad thing for the investors yeah they their investments just went to shit yeah and you know it's it goes back to I've told this pe- people this all the time. If you're not properly funded, don't do this. Yeah, you know, if you don't have the funds, don't bet your house on this. Don't live out of the dispensary. You know, don't do any of that. If you're not properly funded, don't try this because there is a chance you might lose. You know, like there is a probably more of a chance that you're going to lose than you are going to succeed. Definitely. You know, especially if you're not doing it right. If you're not from the community. If you're not with the culture. If you're literally just wanting to open your doors and say, "I'm here, come get my weed." You're probably not going to make it. I've seen those people. Yeah. You know, like I've seen it happen. You know, those type of people. They usually don't make it. They're not in the community. They're not out there doing something. They have terrible product. You know, that they're they just don't have anything going for them. So I mean, to be honest, and I sad to say this, they deserve to fail. Yeah. Um, and those are the type of businesses that we don't want around in the end. Yeah, you know? and I mean, even though they might have, like, a pretty face for the customers, like, whatever they do behind closed doors, I mean, dude, we see the manifest. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, th- that need, th- it's all on paperwork. Yeah, You know, 100%. like, that's what's the beautiful thing about BioTrack is that if it's not on paperwork, like, where'd you get it? Yeah, exactly. It's If it's not in the system, then how'd you get it? Yeah. yeah so, so. And that's another thing, you know, the, the oversaturation um, if we close licenses, the people that are doing the wrong thing, they get to stick around and no one gets to replace them that would do a better job. Well, I mean, luckily the CCD's kind of been, you know, cracking down on a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So we are kind of seeing that aspect of, you know, I guess you could say the gray market that is getting actually less grayer, you know? So it's either at this point you're white or black. You yeah. know, so there there is no being in between. Yeah, so 100%. It's just, it's cool to see that, you know, because the people who want to do it legally, they can do it legally. But just like I was saying, you got to be properly funded, you know. Mm-hmm. And the people who want to stay black market can continue to keep doing that, yeah. you know. And 100%. the laws kind of, now to some extent, help them yeah. stay within that industry because with things like, you know, with police... You can't search you just for the smell of things nowadays. It's it it's thriving, you know. Yeah. And in my opinion, yeah, it kind of slowed things down a little bit over there, but it's still a booming market. Yeah, you know, because I mean, not everybody wants to smoke on dispensary stuff. So. Yeah, because I mean, a lot of the times, some of the dispensary stuff isn't as good as the stuff we find on the streets, and it, you know, the testing the way it is now can be manipulated. Yeah, you know, like the way it is, you know, someone can get paid off. Um, they can cherry pick a you know a sample. They can, they're allowed to mediate shit before they send it. Yeah, I think a lot of stuff that I see is a lot of people just like cherry picking samples. Yeah, like I, I, my opinion, if like let's say for flour, you should at least have to throw in like whatever much of your harvest is like a third of that. Yeah, just to ensure yeah. you know, or at least like a bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Just so that way it's like, well, this batch failed, that batch failed, but these pass, you know yeah. what I mean? Because, I mean, you have, in a grow, you know, you could have an issue over here, but it's not over here. Yeah. Or it hasn't reached over here yet. Exactly. You know, so you're cherry picking this, 
um, when the issue's over here, here, and you're still selling this to the, you know, the general public, and the general public's getting this, and they're smoking, you know, mold. Yeah. You know, and that, that's terrible. You know, yeah. we've seen that too many times. A little you know? bit too much yeah. often, to and, be honest. And honestly, shame on the producers for just, uh, just going about it like it's nothing. Yeah. Because you are hurting a lot of people's health. No, 100%. There's a lot of people who consume this product just for the medical purposes of it. And if you were going to basically taint my medicine, like, fuck you. Yeah. You yeah. know? I mean, that's, so. it, it, you're messing with people's health at that point. Yeah. You know, it's not like, even like, you know, food poisoning. You know, if I get food poisoning from somewhere, I kind of don't want to go back. Yeah. You know, exactly. like they, they aren't using the right practices, obviously, to keep people healthy. Yeah. You know, and it's the same thing with these retails, you know. And, then, and it may not be the same, like, let's say how you're saying with the food poisoning, it may not be the same restaurant, but just because it happened at that one spot, you associate it with the rest of them. You exactly. Know? 100%. So, like, you know, the whole Chinese food, you're like, oh, Chinese food's bad because, you know, like, whatever, yeah, you know, it's, but it's just the, it was a small few. <laughs> yeah, mommy, dude, I love Chinese food. Yeah, so yeah, me too. If it gets me sick, I associate the spot, you know. Like, 100%. And, you know, we don't need people associating, you know, certain things with the cannabis market now. And, you know, it's just bad for our culture and our community. Um, so it's just the oversaturation. Um the way that I feel that it needs to be fixed is just allow the natural process to happen. Yeah. You know, if we close things up, you know, it makes things worse. And when we were medical, we had very limited producers and everything, and that caused more issues than we have today, just on a smaller scale. Well, I had overheard somebody talking about it not too long ago, and um, I think it was actually uh, Donnie from Farmers on his podcast. He uh, he said that back in the medical days, it was basically like a whole hassle just to get started you had to yeah. have machines and everything basically up and running without being up and running yeah. you know so i feel like now there's like a lot of leniency mm -hmm. you know just because some people do have time to prep and stuff yeah. like that but by the time that the ccd gets to them they've already put out product yeah you know? they're already so, making their millions and that product's still on the you know on the out there on the shelves yeah you know, they should be able to pull that product at least yeah <laughs> i mean i'm no one to talk about laws you know what i mean because i break plenty myself <laughs> it's just you know that that safety you know not just for your patients and consumers health but for your own you mm -hmm. know because at the end of it we're playing with equipment that could basically blow up or yeah, you yeah know, it's a or, boom boom room for a reason yeah, yeah you know whether it be through extraction or you know some people with allergies and it comes mm -hmm. to pollen and stuff yeah. like that when they're at uh farms and stuff yeah. and i mean so that that's kind of like to user and how they want to go about it but i mean it, it messes people's health you yeah. know like working in this industry is not all sunshines and rainbows you know or flowers it, it takes a lot of blood sweat and tears you know yeah. some people basically have to reroute their whole schedule to their plant schedule you yeah. know yeah. Like, i've done that so yeah <laughs> you know what yeah. i mean like you have to wake up at like four in the morning to go mm -hmm. feed them or something or to turn on their lights if you're or to move the cover over them because you're doing light death exactly yeah. you know so i mean this is a lifestyle mm -hmm. you know this isn't just oh, I want to get stoned, yeah, to the average consumer, but the people who care and actually put love and care into their product, you know, like, this is a lifestyle, you know? Like, we breathe this. We basically do this for every moment that we're awake, you know? And to some form, you could say that I have a lot of time on my hands because I'm always bored because that's how I roll so many joints and got good at them, but 
if I didn't have all that time on my hands, I wouldn't be where I'm at, you know? Yeah, if it wasn't just for my mom not letting me own a pipe, you know, I wouldn't have learned how to roll the joint. Yeah, so, 100%. So, I mean, it's just, it goes back to community, really, you know, and, and yeah, culture. You know, the, a lot of these places aren't a part of the community and culture. So, um, this is one thing I really, I'm going to keep you guys updated on. I've been doing that for the last few months, you know, just even when I announced that there's a bubble happening, it's going to burst. Well, it's been bursted for a long time, and now we're seeing the, the aftermath effects. Yeah. So keep that in mind. You know, don't interrupt a natural process. Um, keep in mind of the people who are calling for this. You know, it could be someone who's not making it. it could be a big corporation who doesn't want competition, et cetera, et cetera. So be careful when you look at this. Um, also, every decision has its pros and cons. Um, don't ruin the program just for a small few. You know, Definitely. like, yeah, you know, just for a small few that aren't making it. That was the, the idea and the plan when we first started this was some were going to make it a lot more, you know, like, and that's just how it is. And right now we're seeing that start to take effect. So if we close licenses, it's just going to throw everything out of whack and it won't be good. But unfortunately, not everybody can make it in the end and not everybody will. Definitely. And I mean... Some people just aren't going to make it because they're not following the rules. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those are the easy ones. Just let Darwinism work itself out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's working itself out. You know, there's a lot of people out there not following the rules. So we're going to see that 1013 start to go down even more. Um, we will st still see some open up, but hopefully the ones that do open up are doing it right. They waited till whatever, and, you know, we may see them for the long term. Yeah, we're, we're heading into the second portion of licenses coming open. So we're going to see more uh, different brands kind of pop open. And you're... Basically, now would be what two of Headed, legalization? Yeah, almost two years. We're heading into two well, years almost. Year three of legalization, year two of rec sales. Yeah, of adult sales. Yeah. So, yeah. We're, we're heading into the second year. You know, we'll get more data. Year five, we're going to have so much more data. We'll be almost a, you know, matured industry and program. However, even Canada is going through their second bubble right now. Um, yeah. So we'll see what happens once federal regulations change. So oh, yeah. that's all I have for the oversaturation thing for now. You know, this is something that I'm always going to be talking about for the next, you know, probably a couple of years. Um, so I'll keep you guys updated on what's going on. I just really wanted to touch base on this because there's so much negativity out there from the media like oh the industry's in shambles oh my god it's rocky and it's only because they're listening to the people who aren't making it yeah you know? definitely yeah. i mean not everybody's struggling i've seen mom and pop shops yeah. thriving yeah you know? me too i mean some are opening up more stores yeah you know? you know just like i mentioned monster house just opened up two locations out in Redoso. So yeah it's like wow you yeah. know like that's amazing to see because we want to see people who are local grow and mm -hmm. have really good business and cater to the community, you yeah. know? So it's really awesome to see stuff like that. Yeah, hundred percent. No, I'm glad that, you know, we're, we're seeing it now happen. So just keeping, keep an eye out for all the changes and everything. Sipper Gumby is what I like to live by. So we're going to move on to the last topic guys. Um, and this one I'll try to keep quick, but this one is super, super important. Um, recently I, um, got with a group of, wonderful ladies, one being Valerie Hubbard, one of the OG advocates in the state who helped us get medical cannabis, um, Tracy Martinez, um, Nicole Jordan, and Karina Miramontes, we all kind of got together and we decided to do a cannabis industry town hall here in Las Cruces. And what this is going to do is it's going to be a chance for all of the cannabis industry, even the ancillary businesses. Um, so if you don't you have to get a license and you're still working with the cannabis industry, this is still for you. This isn't open to the public. Um, this is going to be something that we're going to just cater straight to the industry. We want to hear what the industry has to say, you know, what's working, what's not working. Give us some, you know, personal testimonies. You know, let's hear what the actual industry has to say. Let's not hear just from the people that aren't making it 
or a six person panel, you know, that is cherry picked from the industry, you know, like you have a Swazi lawyer representative there and you have all these other people. So it, it doesn't really tell the lawmakers exactly what the industry needs when only a small percentage of the industry is represented. No, definitely. So, That's actually really awesome that you guys are actually doing something like that because it represents the people who are actually in that business mm -hmm. and it actually gives those people a better chance of either growing and getting better or basically failing, you know? Yeah, so, 100%. Shout out to you guys. I appreciate it, yeah. man. You know, and I'm not trying to take, you know, like all credit for this. Like these ladies are, they're working their ass off no, too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I've met both, uh, both Nicole and Tracy and they're super awesome when it yeah. comes to stuff like this. So yeah, they're, they're killing it. Yeah. They're doing a good job. And you know, they're, they're my um, advocate apprentices. I call them my Padawans. There you go. <laughs> and uh, you know, they're, they're, they're learning a lot. You know, they're, they're young advocates and you know, they're, they're very master passionate. Chad over here. <laughs> <laughs> advocate Jedi. Um, so yeah, the reason, why, yeah, the reason why we did this town hall is, you know, we just really wanted to hear the input of, you know, the industry and everything. And it's really meant for us to tell our representatives what we want because like we actually invited a lot of representatives. We invited state representatives all the way from the governor. I invited her on Twitter all the way down to city representatives, yeah, you know, remember, to our city yeah, council. We were talking about that. Yeah. And I want you guys to know that, you know, our, some of our representatives will be there, especially city council members. Hopefully the ones that can't make it that are in Santa Fe, they can um, tune in and watch. Um, I had one on, on X or Twitter um, ask me, she, you know, she was one of our representatives, if we're going to have a video um, option and I am working on that. So I'm going to make sure that we get it. I'm thinking about putting on the Ash Chad Grassy Logic YouTube page so you guys can watch it later too. However, if you do want your voice heard, it is better for you to attend the meeting because I'm not going to have questions from the live coming over to yeah. what we're doing in the town hall. So if you want your voice heard, you're going to have to be here in public. It's going to be October 23rd, which is this coming Monday. Um, it's going to be at 5 p.m. at 606 North Mesquite, Mesquite, excuse me, Las Cruces. So it's going to be on Mesquite here in um, Cruces in town. Um, I have the flyer going around. So if you guys don't get this, I have it on all my socials. Um, I'm going to be posting it every day until the day of. So Yeah, the Cruces Craft team will also be sharing it as much as possible just because we are supporting our team member. So Appreciate you. Definitely. Hell yeah, man. And you know, this is something that's just important for everybody in the industry. If you can show up, please do. If you personally can't as an owner, send a, uh, a representative, send a manager, someone there that can relay this information or that they can relay the information that you have to us because we're going to try to get this to, you know, representatives. So when the next legislative session comes, which is two months away almost essentially, yeah. um, we can be ready and ready to go because what happened the last time or last year, or this past year, when we had a 60 day session, because we're going into a 30 day session, we have less time. The industry didn't speak up. I know we hate the government guys, but if you didn't want to deal with the government, you should have just stayed at home and trapped from your couch. You know, that's just me being real. And I mean, like, yeah, at this point, if you're a legal business that operates in this industry, like you, you pay taxes, Yeah. you know, so you have to comply. Yeah. And if you to have something you want to say, like this is a really great opportunity to say it, you yeah. know? So if you have anything you have questions on or even just want to see changes on, like it starts here. Yeah. So just remember that. Yeah. hundred percent, you know, because it starts with the conversation and if you want the industry to stay where it is, because I've heard all of you complain this and that, you know, and this needs to be changed. This needs to be changed. That's great. It does, but it won't get changed unless you say something. Exactly. And you know, if you don't say something, someone else will, and they might not say it the way that you like, or yeah. they might not suggest something that you like. So why allow that to happen in the first exactly. place? Exactly. So, like one of the biggest arguments is the capping. 
uh, the licenses. It's, yeah. If you don't want to, come and say something. If yeah. you do, say it. Yeah. But and I'm not going to stop you from that. This is all y'all's opinions. You know, this isn't my opinions or what I feel. This is what the industry feels. And so if you feel you want licenses closed, it's not going to stop me from putting it down. Definitely. You know, this is something that isn't going to go away. And I, I've said that many times. It's a valid argument. It is. It really is. And it's something worth looking at. Um, just personally, I have my own opinions on it, but you know, it's worth having a conversation as well in a town hall setting like this. So if you are a part of the industry, you do want to see the industry get better. You want your business to grow, to thrive. Um, this is something that I feel that you should show up to. Um, if you can make it, please do. If you can't watch, but if you do want your input heard, you're going to have to come to the meeting itself. If you have any questions, please reach out to me. Um, don't try to bother the rest of the team. Everybody's really busy. I'll handle that part, you know. So if you have any questions, reach out to me um, on all my socials, Facebook, Instagram. I have them, you know, on my links. Um, I'll have his on there, but I'm sure, you know, Cozy will be sharing some of the stuff too. I appreciate that. Yeah, so, um, yeah, this is going to be on Monday. Again, 5 o'clock to 6.30, um, 1700 to 1830 for my military time friends out there. 606 North Mesquite, um, Las Cruces, New Mexico. Again, this is just for the industry. It's not open to the public. We're going to have something like that in the future for the public. And this is something that I really want to do um, ongoing, hopefully once a month or whatever for the town halls um, up until we have the legislative session. Hopefully we can get something in Albuquerque um, yeah, going because be that would cool. be great. Yeah. So if there's anybody that has a space for us in Albuquerque to do something like this, reach out to me. Maybe we can figure something out in the next you know, month and a half, two months. So do you have anything on this one? Um, no, just like I said, if you have anything that you want to see changed, anything you want to speak up about, this is a really great opportunity to do so. Not only am I here to support my friend with it, but I am also here to basically want to see change. Yeah. Because like I said, at the end of it, like he said, it all starts with the conversation. Yeah, 100%. So if we don't talk about it, it's not... I think. Yeah, because so. I'm only one guy. You know, the advocate yeah. Chad guy can't tell, you know, all these representatives what the whole industry wants. You guys have to do it. My voice is only one voice, and it's better together, you know, when, when we all collectively come together and tell them what they want. And that's the way it works. They even said, if the industry would have told us what we wanted, this bill probably would have passed and we would have got what we want. Micros would have got a 1,000 plants or 2,000 plants. We may have got event licenses, you know, so... Outside Keep that in mind. Yeah, outside consumption. I mean, that, that's that's more of a, a rule thing that's been happening in counties, but I think it needs to be solidified. Yeah, you definitely. know, that they shouldn't be allowed to ban us from smoking outside. Yeah, you know, that's no, preferred. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, that's preferred in most instances. So, yeah. um, that's all I have for this part. I just really wanted to get that information out. Keep in mind, if you hate the government, I'm sorry, you shouldn't have got a license. <laughs> in the first place. So, yeah, it belongs to the government, not you. So. One last thing, a little bit of bonus tidbit information before we get out of here. It looks like Dreams, um, the company, the cannabis company in the state, has acquired Sawmill Cannabis Company, and the CEO stated that that was a plan the entire time. So um, for yous out there, for yous, for all of you out there who are Sawmill fans or whatever, looks like your favorite company got bought up by Dreams, which is going to happen more and more. You know, once we start maturing more, we're going to see companies get bought up like this. I mean, it could so. be a good thing. It could yeah. be a bad thing. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. So. yeah. Time will tell on this. You know, we'll see. So um, that's all I have for this week. Do you have anything before we get out of here? Uh, no, just like I said, just keep an eye out on our Instagrams for all the big things that are coming up. Uh, I am running like a follower giveaway, but that's all through Instagram. You know, cool. so uh, if you see this, whenever it comes out, as long as it's by November, there might be a giveaway going on. Yeah. Three different ones that I'm trying to do. So 
This is definitely going out today. So yeah, yeah. So definitely keep an eye on my Instagram. Help me reach a thousand followers, and I'll give away six different hashwells to six different people at three different times. So maybe you might get lucky and get your Thanksgiving walk session from me. You might have your Christmas smoke or your thanks your New Year smoke. So keep an eye out. I just want to give back to the community and you know help whoever. It wants to experience this, give them that experience, hand rolled by me, you know, so, yeah, uh, yeah, just other than that, man, like I said, we have some really big things with Chris's Craft, we have some really big things with Headspace, Um, if you need anything from me, you know where to find me, so. 100%, yeah, and for those out there who are curious about, you know, hash holes, here's your opportunity to try one for free, so. (laughs) Um, Follow Cozy on Instagram, you know, make sure you follow my socials, I keep you guys up to date during the week before the show. Um, so come back again next week. Um, we are going to extend this season up until the week before Thanksgiving. Got more people that wanted to be on the show. So the last episode isn't going to be, um, next week. It's going to be the 16th of November for season one. Then we'll come back in January for season two, whole new season, new, um, guests and everything. So really excited to see those guests you get on. Oh, me too, man. I got a bunch of cool people in plans at work. So it'll be a fun time so we'll have cozy on again sometime um we'll have more rollers on maybe when you have the joystick cardios we'll have you yeah that'd be cool uh have flea uh jet dabro and devil come by oh dude that'd be all great have the whole team on here you know do the whole roll thing so i mean it'll be a little hectic but we'll figure it out yeah we'll get something (laughs) out it'll be a fun episode so anyway guys i'm gonna let you guys out of here i know this is a long episode but we had a lot of great conversations going cozy thank you so much for joining me thank you for having me all right cool i'll see you guys next week all right